This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a wrestler in a no-holds-barred match during a live show. It's the last episode of the series, y'all. Enter if you dare. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, and this, our live episode commemorating the last episode of Tales from the Dark Side, Basher Malone. I am Matt Noss, with me to my right at the table, my good friend and compatriot, Matt Rose. What's Woo! up, Matty? Uh, I, I miss Jen Hansen. Jen Hansen, unfortunately, can't be here today due to a... Mysterious concussion brought about by the dark side, um, which is kind of true, but also kind of false. But I, I mean, I, I guess the, like exercise equipment is terrifying to some people. But <laughs> right, but uh, HIPAA requires that we can't talk about any of her <laughs> medical situations uh, today. If this is your first time listening to uh, transmissions from the dark side, welcome. You picked the last episode of the series to listen to. Congratulations to that. But what we do here is we watch anthology horror. That is horror that is different on every episode. Think the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror without a budget. Um, today's episode is called Basher Malone, and it is customary around these parts that we guess what that episode is about based on title alone. That's very brave. That's we are American heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Maddie, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. What is your thoughts on what Basher Malone is about? Basher is the WWN champion who is faithful to his fans and the network. He wrestles for. Futterman, the new head of the Global Television Network, wants Basher to wrestle for his network. Basher refuses and goes back to his normal life. Still looking for a way to raise ratings, Futterman creates the Battle of the Rough Dudes, a violent free-for-all. A mysterious man, Apollo, wins the brawl and challenges Basher to a fight, no holds barred. Will Basher take the challenge? Is Apollo a wolf man? Did I change enough of the synopsis of No Holds Barred to avoid copyright <laughs> infringement? So, Matt, you, uh, for anybody that is a tender baby and may not know uh, the movie No Holds Barred, <laughs> starring, starring Hulk Hogan and Terry Tiny Lister, yeah. that is exactly the synopsis of the movie No Holds Barred. I, uh, I, I changed some names, but that's about it. <laughs> Zeus became Apollo. I appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, that was for you. Here's mine. Basher Malone. Basher Malone is an Irish thug who died in a knife fight over a girl. His cursed soul can be summoned by singing the music of Jim Croce or by wasting Jameson. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither of these guesses are exactly correct. So, Matt, please hit us up with the sweet teats. Sweet teats. 
Uh, Basher Malone was the 20th episode of season four. It aired on July 23rd, 1988. The official synopsis from IMDb. IMDb. Is professional wrestler Bachelor Malone. <laughs> Bachelor Malone. Bachelor Malone. <laughs> that would be an amazing episode of Tales really from the good. Dark Side. Uh, fights Trog, a demon wrestler summoned by unscrupulous promoter Tippy Ryan for a private match in Tippy's gym. Which usually, like, sometimes the synopsis on IMDb is like, I don't know what episode they watched. That is pretty That close. is 100% accurate. <laughs> uh, earlier in the evening, um, right around the 7.30 mark, uh, we allowed a few people to preview this episode. A few select people a that few were select people by the bar, yeah. <laughs> that may not have seen this episode. And all of them went, really? This is the show? This is terrible. <laughs> and we go, yeah, we've been watching four seasons of it. No, what I what I said was, oh, you don't know bad. <laughs> you don't. You don't. But you this did is, not have to watch Dream Girl. <laughs> this is a wrestling episode. It is. Uh, Matt, more deets, please. Uh, the writer was Peter O'Keefe. Uh, you might remember him from My Ghost Writer, The Vampire. Oh, boy. Uh, which okay. was, I think, in season three. And also a uh, total pile. Um, yeah. The director was Anthony Senecroce. He did. Uh, he directed. Uh, a Tales from the Dark Side episode, and then a Monsters episode, and then later went on to produce such shows as Monk, Carnival, Felicity, and a producer of Problem Child 3, Junior Finds Love. (laughs) (laughs) Who says Tales from the Dark Side doesn't launch careers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the cast was Vic Tabak as Tippy. He uh, is probably best known for Alice. He was uh, Mel, the cook on Alice. Yes, he was. Uh, but he was also in the movie Bullet. He was on the show Star Trek and Love Boat. And uh, he was in a lot of 80s TV shows, uh, including Murder, She Wrote. <coughs> so Marie Den played uh, Mom Malone. She was in a movie that really shocked me, Night of the Demons, which I was not (laughs) expecting. Uh, She was also on basically every episode of an 80s TV show ever, including Going Bananas, where her co-star was a chimp. Uh, Steve Strong played Basher. (laughs) He was in possibly the greatest movie name of all time, Grunt the Wrestling Movie. (laughs) That is Grunt with an exclamation point, the wrestling movie. Uh, So do you you think Grunt the Wrestling Movie is... Because it's supposed to be onomatopoeia. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're right. The wrestling movie. Uh, He was also in a movie called Elephant Parts. uh, And he was in The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, which, yeah. um, But I think that the most interesting part of his career... He was a professional wrestler, by the way. uh, But the... The most interesting part of his career is that he painted the official governor portrait of Jesse Ventura. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yep. So this wrestler, who is in Basher Malone, was also a painter who painted the pit. Well, I don't know if he was a painter, but I know that he did the painting. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, yeah, it's close enough. It's a sparkly jacket. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, Marlene Casamento was Ursula. Uh, she was in episodes of Sledgehammer and uh, The New Mike Hammer, okay. along with this one. And then uh, the man who played Trog, Magic Schwartz, was in Over the Top, Lionheart, and one of my favorite awful movies of all time, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Ladies and gentlemen, man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But, but there is, 
unseen by most. An underworld, a place that's just as brightly lit. Just as real, just but as not real. as brightly lit. Okay, this place is not... <laughs> See, Jen Hansen usually Yeah, she usually does part. it. I, I was going to take it, but you... you I did. screwed it up. It's okay. It's a place that's just as real. But not as brightly lit. It's, it's a, a dark, dark side. side. It's a real dark it's side. It's a real guys. dark side. The door from the dark side swings wide Arr! open to reveal a wrestling ring and a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that this buffet is probably the, the same quality of a buffet you would get at a strip club around like 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> but it's a buffet run by a grandmother. Right. <laughs> you mean run by the woman from uh, Discount Tire? <laughs> <laughs> this... <laughs> opening sequence is chaos. It's bedlam. We have in the ring Basher Malone <laughs> versus Lockjaw. So before they said their names, I just wrote the Iron Nobody versus Country Boy Nick Beware. <laughs> Wrestling country jokes, boy, sorry. <laughs> country Boy Nick Beware. <laughs> well, they are going at it hot and heavy. We have a mother near a small table with a bunch of baked goods on it. And then we have the audience from Roadhouse. <laughs> it is bleacher seats of people losing their, their minds. minds. It, is, it is bedlam in this audience. They were just like, um, this was the production assistant. Oh, we don't have anybody to sit in these seats. Uh, there's a... <laughs> There's a penitentiary nearby. Yeah. <laughs> Release uh, some prisoners yeah. and put them in I there. I think Jerry Springer just let out. Do you want me to, to yeah, corral Jerry those people Springer, over? guests, and a prison. <laughs> they are going crazy. There is a fight about to happen in the seats that seems a lot more compelling than what's happening yeah. in the ring. <laughs> there, it is insanity. It is. And there is an announcer that is... Kind of up for the job, he, I, I guess. He he is commentating on this on this fight, and he's like, "Ah, here's Basher Malone. He's a good guy, and he he's likes, a face. He likes to hit hard. Oh no, Lockjaw put on the old brass knuckles. Not fair at all, Lockjaw. And then it goes back to the crowd who is killing each yeah. other." <laughs> <laughs> They're just hitting each other. To in be the fair, face. though, they've been eating the buffet food, which is like brownies and cookies and shit. They are fucking hopped up on goofballs right now. This this audience is on crack cocaine and brownies. <laughs> it turns out the woman running the buffet counter is Basher Malone's mother, Ma Malone, otherwise known as Public Domain Vicky Lawrence. <laughs> Mary. Um, she is at this table working her face off, looking at Basher Malone, being like, hey, Basher, it's time for your milk and cookies. And it does this quick cut to Basher Malone's face. And he's like, I'll be there in a minute, Mom, while he has this guy in a headlock. No, he was the one in the headlock. Oh, he was Because I, I wrote this down. Because the announcer goes, oh, he's got him in a reverse headlock. And I wrote, reverse headlock, my ass, that's a camel clutch. <laughs> so another, another wrestling thing, sorry. <laughs> so there's dirty moves happening. Um, Basher Malone eats a chocolate chip cookie to get chocolate chip power. It was kind of like when Hulk Hogan would get put in the sleeper hold. 
and like it would be out, and like the ref would raise his hand, and it would fall. Fall once. And he'd pick it up, and it would fall. Twice. And then he'd pick it up, and it would stop halfway through. And then Hulk would start shaking his head, and like his greasy ass hair would start waving around, and then the audience would be like, "Oh, he's waking up! It's it's, it's about to happen!" And then like uh, you know, and then what he was would, scripted would happen? I guess I don't know. <laughs> he would club some bozos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> atomic drop, ladies and gentlemen. The the commentator lets us know that Basher Malone's about to do his trademark move, which is. The basher, the grab. basher gram. Well, so did you think it was bash and grab or ba- a, a basher gram? I thought it was basher, one word, grab, the second so word. I I had to go back into my notes and cross out what I had originally written because I wrote bash and grab, but then like in the second act and the third act they call it basher gram. <laughs> basher but gram, to be, like to be telegram. Fair. Basher's here. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. Yes. Uh, uh, but they also, to be fair, they called the Vic Tabak's character Rad for the first minute and a half of the episode. So, you know, whatever. When they introduced Vic Tabak, who, uh, once again, was Mel the cook on Alice, he is the manager of the evil wrestler. The, now, or the heel. Now, I don't know how familiar people are with wrestling in the audience tonight or listening at home on your podcasting device. But in wrestling, there are there are things called faces. Basher Malone, Basher Malone is a face. Is a face. He's a good guy. You want to root for Basher Malone. And Lockjaw is a heel. He's a bad guy. Boo. In 80s wrestling terms, because we are as old as the, the dirt that is <laughs> under this building. I just think that old as the dirt is fine. Thanks. The <laughs> parallel uh, that would be drawn would be Bobby the Brain Heenan is... Uh, but, uh, is the manager is for King Kong Bundy, Big John Stud, the heels, and then the face would be, I don't Paul know, Paul Kogan, or or yeah, or Ricky the Dragon, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, or something like that. Well, it's like that. very obvious that whoever wrote this episode, the guy uh, who did write this episode, saw some WWF at that time wrestling and was like, hmm, Paul Kogan, huh? I bet there's a scary story in there somewhere. <laughs> Imagine if Hulk Hogan wrestled the demon. I wonder if I wonder if I can stretch that out to 22 minutes. <laughs> nope, it's only five. <laughs> what? It's already eh, been bought I'll, and I'll being figure pro- it out. It's already <laughs> being bought and produced by Tales from the Dark Side. Well, <laughs> let's see what we got. <laughs> They've made worse work, so okay. Um, so I I have to ask, what did you think Tippy Ryan looked like when they introduced him? Tippy Ryan, who is Vic Tabak's, Vic Tabak's character, the manager, uh, the character. heels manager. The uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan in this is, um, he kind of looks like an overworked, um, um, what is his name? Oh boy, what did you think he looked like? I thought he looked like a combination of Hawaiian Penguin and (laughs) Surf's Up Captain Lou. See, I was thinking of Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He is terrible. And uh, his name is Tippy Ryan. And Basher wins the fight. Well, so do we? Do we talk about the brass knuckles? We did talk about the brass knuckles for a second. Or the pretzels wrapped in gold foil that he put around his fingers. <laughs> so these. Okay, so you're watching a wrestling match happen, 
The commentator's like, ah, this match is going great. Basher Malone's going to win it. Whoa, whoa, what's happening? Ah, oh, Tippy Ryan is giving uh, <laughs> Jackknife or whatever his name. Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Lockjaw, some brass knuckles. I like Jackknife, though. That's a better name. But <laughs> Jackknife, formerly Lockjaw, some brass knuckles. Oh, no. What's going to happen in the ring? And then what happens is... Basher Malone gets hit in the face with brass knuckles. Now, normally, in the real world, if you get hit in the face by brass knuckles, it's lights out. Yeah, well, not only that, like, the match is over. The match is over. I mean, it's probably over because you're, like, unconscious, but, you know, whatever. It's Basher Malone, man. Leave him alone. But the match is also over because you used a foreign object. Yeah. And that is illegal in the wrestling world. Yeah, but what I thought was funny was that the referee... The referee he was he like, I allow it. He put, no, no, the referee, as soon as he sees the brass knuckles, he pulls the mom move, like when you had something you weren't supposed to have when you were a kid, and they surround your arm and they smack it out of your hand. <laughs> no, out. No, no, out, you let go. Out, you out of your hand. Go. Let the, the knife go. Well, and, they're like, and the thing that I thought was It was funny, all knives was in my Lockjaw lock let it go, where like uh, the, the referee is probably smaller than me, and Lockjaw is probably like a good 260, 270, and he just let go of those brass knuckles. And so then, like, I think he realized, like, I just let go of the brass knuckles, so he just hurls the referee across the, um, across the ring with one arm, but that gave enough time for Basher Malone to, I don't know, regain consciousness or whatever, and then that's when he turns the match around, beats him, and uh, everybody cheers, hooray for Basher. And then, jeez, uh, I think that's, they just start the interview immediately. Yeah, like, they don't even wait for anything to happen. Well, it's, like, instantly. I, I think, I think, um, well, that's when he does the bashergram. And the guy just falls into the, um, the ropes, and he's out like a light. And they start, <laughs> they start the interview without anyone coming over to check on Lockjaw, who is obviously <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> He's like he is literally face down. Like I think his head is actually on the ropes. He is Snooze City just sitting there. And they're just like, well, here's the, this is the proper time to conduct an interview, right? What do you think, Basher? I'm a righteous hero. Yes, <laughs> a dead body lays next to him. I don't think that kids have good enough role models. Uh, there's a dead guy behind you. He's a bad guy. Yeah. So um, during the interview, that's when Tippy comes over and talks some trash uh, to Basher's face, and then like walks away. And it, the he had some people um, on his side because the during the interview. Um, the ring announcer is asking him like, "You've debased him. You've defaced him. You've." Defenestrated them or whatever. I don't remember what that word means. You really means put him bad. Through, hey, Basher, you really put Tippy and his boys through the ringer. Ringer, yeah. You ripped him up and, and threw him away. Old Tippy is done in this wrestling league. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, by the way, Basher Malone, could I go out for a sarsaparilla with you later? <laughs> I'd really like to sit on your lap and have you tell me a story. <laughs> hey, Here, Basher. Kid, have a licorice whip. Hey, Basher. <laughs> Could you tell me who my real dad is? Because I'm super lonely, and I have a hole that's dad's side in my heart. 
All I'm saying is the ring announcer had problems. Oh, he had problems. <laughs> he ignored a dead body. Yeah, he did. Oh. By um, the way, you want me to throw this in a fire? <laughs> or I'll eat it, whatever. You know what? I could throw this into the crowd and they'll rip it apart. They're <laughs> fucking maniacs. <laughs> this crowd is insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vic Tabak's character, Tippy, looks at Basher Malone and he's like, hey, I challenge you. Wait, no, not yet. Fuck me, what? Because he has to go and he has to hit, because his wrestlers were trying to get the body out of the ring and he hit them with his hat and he kicked the one injured wrestler in his cast. <laughs> This is a, a clear sign of an 80s bad guy. Yep. An 80s bad guy will look at your wound and be like, that's your weak spot. <laughs> so while he is hitting them with his hat, he gets, <laughs> he gets a phone call on the ringside phone, which apparently is a thing, I guess. And he's, he's having... Hello, ringside. Oh, yeah, Basher Malone's right now. He's busy with lockjaw. <laughs> Can I take a message? Okay, bye-bye. So, so he, he gets a call from his boss, and he starts talking to him, and it's like, yep, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, if you can send somebody from the Fire and Brimstone League, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll totally get him, thanks. And then just walks right over mid-interview, and he's like, I challenge you. Well, I don't challenge you, but my, I, have a, I have the dirtiest, meanest, slickest wrestler ever. I challenge you slickest, to a fight. Slickest wrestler ever was my favorite part. Like, we grease this son of a bitch yeah. up. You can't keep a hand on him. Your hands will fly right off. You've seen Brett the Hitman Hart worse than him. <laughs> He's covered in baby oil. <laughs> so... With this, Basher Malone goes, you've got it. I'll challenge you, no doubt. Shakes hands with him. Well, is, that's not really how he said it. it, it the words kind of farted out of his mouth. <laughs> he, he had a wrestler's delivery, I guess. <laughs> but the one thing that I wanted to bring up before we go to the act break is... The basher, uh, the basher way, so to speak, which is, hey, kids, brush your teeth after every meal, <laughs> do your homework, listen to your mom. And that's when he got interrupted by Vic Tabak. But that was essentially the say your prayers and take your vitamins. Yeah. Um, Once again, this guy is the archetype. Based off of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Well, the archetype, he's, he's a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy. <laughs> now, I can't talk about Hulk Hogan without mentioning the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> now, before we go to this oh, act break, uh, I don't know how many wrestling fans that we have in the house, and, and that's okay if you hate wrestling. It is, it is all right. But there was a moment uh, in wrestling that the Ultimate Warrior came on the scene, and the WWE then F was like, you know what? This guy's next. Let's uh let's, let's get tie some bandanas around like every single like muscle that this guy yeah. has. Now, here's some fundamental things that you know about wrestling or you should know about wrestling. The ultimate warrior couldn't do it. <laughs> but what he could do is run to the ring and then oh my shake God. 
the ropes. So for some reason, they were like, hey, Ultimate Warrior, you got the heat, you got the push, you know what we're gonna do? We're sending you to WrestleMania to face Hulk Hogan. But before you do that, you need to do some promos for the fight to get people excited about it. Also, stop doing cocaine. Please stop doing cocaine and multiple barbiturates. <laughs> but if you can't, no worries. Please still do the promo. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my best recreation. I can't wait to see this. Of this promo. Once again, 100% accurate reenactment. Absolutely. I, for a second, I thought you were the ultimate warrior. <laughs> WrestleMania! Hulk. Hogan. When you come to WrestleMania, Hulk. Hogan. On the plane. <laughs> True story. On the plane. <laughs> I will go to the cockpit. <laughs> Hulk. Hogan. Talk to the captain who has already <laughs> made his sacrifice. I like, I like how Ultimate Warrior turned into Colonel Clink for a while there. Hogan? Dive the plane into the ground, Hulk Hogan. So, during this promo, <laughs> thank you. He, thank he, you for that smattering of applause. <laughs> during this promo, he the commits ultimate to an warrior, act of terrorism. The ultimate warrior basically <laughs> says he's going to perform terrorism to down a plane containing Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Because that's how beat he's going to get at WrestleMania. <laughs> it is worth checking out. And with that, we come to the end of this act and these words from our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is ripping a door, door off, off of the window. window. He picks the guy up. The guy grabs his butt. <laughs> sniffing, sniffing. What's that smell? <laughs> I wish that you could see that yourselves. How but we understand that you shouldn't. No, no, but but uh, but the performance of Terry Hulk Hogan. Okay, well Matt and I are going to so Matt and I are going to re recreate this right now because you couldn't watch it. Uh, so who would you like to be? Uh, I'll be I'll be the ta the taxi driver or the limo driver. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Rip door off get hinges. Uh, grab man by scruff of neck. Uh, 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 man grabs bottom. Uh, 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 sniff, sniff. What's that smell? 
Dookie. Scene. I couldn't see it myself, but I know that it was 1,000% accurate. That is 1,000% accurate. And with that, we're back! Act two, ladies and gentlemen. This is um, just as we wanted it. We are entering the ring. We, or excuse me, we're entering the gym. The devil's workshop? As it were, of Tippy Ryan. We are looking at Basher Malone, who is with his mom. And did you want to play some of this uh, dialogue that... Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I would like to play some of the dialogue because it is just... You get to hear how Basher farts out his lines. You will, you will understand. Don't worry, Mom. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to nip this thing right in the bud. Though I walk through the valley of darkness, I fear no evil, because my son is the toughest son of a gun in the whole darn valley. How touching. That is true dialogue from this episode. No, I didn't get to the part I wanted to hear. Oh, well, here we go. More. Where's your fighter? Dialing a telephone. We get to hear a, a transmission or a tale. Uh, this is Tippy Ryan. Can you send up my special order, please? Of course, I've got an account with you. Jerk. Who are you? I my wish job is to get impression. <laughs> if you could have seen the delivery. Oh, well, let's recreate God. it right now. Uh, All right, okay, I get yeah. I get to be Basher this time. Okay, I, I, I am Tippy, Tippy Ryan, thug of the underworld. Well, I'm gonna make a phone call. Yeah. Hold on, I get to go first. Okay, one second. Where's your fighter? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna make a phone call. Hey, beep, 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 beep. Ah, yeah, we're ready for him to send him up. Yeah, of course I have an account with ya. Jeez. Who are you? <laughs> One million percent accurate. And what a way to start an act. I mean, you're sitting out there going, this is good television. <laughs> I know that that's what everyone who watched the episode in the lobby thought, so... Well, we find out in the next uh, few minutes that... What we already know, Basher Malone, he's a good guy. He's the goodest guy that's ever been good. But Tippy Ryan, before Basher Malone came along, he was running that wrestling circuit. Yeah, he had put out the best heels for the past 30 years. 30 Kids years. worshipped his wrestlers. And then you came around. These were the meanest, toughest SOBs in the world. They were dirty fighters. Now, I mean, e now everybody wants to be clean and good. Oh God, not, like it, not like it was in the old days where they were dirty. How dirty were they? I watched one fighter murder a man with a corkscrew. <laughs> now everybody wants to be drippy little goody two-shoes. 
Actual Nobody's, line. Actual nobody line. wants to gouge out an eye or put a finger in a butthole. Nobody. <laughs> well, he doesn't go that far. But you can tell, like, that was he, the, that, they cut that part. What he means with Dirty Fighter is the kind of guy who would put a <laughs> finger in a butthole. <laughs> so... The diatribe about dirty fighters ends, and then all of a sudden we get a portal to hell Hold on. brought to Hold you on. by Pepsi. Hold on. <laughs> he starts talking about how uh, I'm going to give you what every crusader ever wanted, their dreams come true. And I wrote a spinning blue vortex inside an empty Pepsi machine. <laughs> Like, I can't imagine that, like, every crusader was up at night thinking, like, oh, my God, empty Pepsi machine, empty Pepsi machine. This, uh, this Pepsi machine opens up to reveal exactly what Matt said. It's a blue vortex. So we've got a smoke machine. We've got some lasers. It is the height of 80s technology. <laughs> and in the distance, far away, we see the shadow of a sultry, sexy lady. Yeah, I actually wrote, oh shit, he got to fight a sexy lady. And then it was like, not really. She's the manager. <laughs> She's the manager of, oh my God, in the distance. I, is that a lumbering beast? Is that... <laughs> Indeed a, it is, Matt. Is that Trog? Oh God, Trog, what a name. So um, a little divergence here. In 1980. 687, I got a Nintendo Entertainment System. I saved up all of my allowance, did all of my chores, did everything to buy this thing. Otherwise known as an NES. An NES. The original Nintendo Entertainment System, for those playing at home, contained Rob the Robot and the Zapper Light Gun and the Nintendo Entertainment System. Didn't it also come with Superman Mario Brothers? Uh, no, not the original. The original oh. came with Gyromite. And then we bought Mario Brothers separate. <laughs> now, fun fact, my family at large, my extended family, found out that I had a Nintendo. And we're like, hey, you know what we're going to do? This Christmas, we're going to get you a Nintendo game. Now I'm excited, because there was a lot of great Nintendo games. In fact, when I say I Nintendo... I love this story, by the way. I just want to When it. I say Nintendo, some of you are like, mm, Metroid, Zelda, Kid Icarus. <laughs> Mario, Mario 2, Mario 3, so many great games. What to choose? Well, I'll tell you what my family chose. <laughs> Tag Team Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the audience knows. Now, for those that don't know, Tag Team Wrestling game ever. was a pretty hot garbage game that was truly Tag Team Wrestling. Where two people go against two people, and they uh, they have their. If you've never seen tag team wrestling, this is how it goes: two people come down, then uh, you send in the first partner, and then they send in their first partner, and it's one on one. And then if you get beaten up too bad, too bad, you can tag your partner, and your partner's going to come in, and that's the way tag team wrestling works. The game is possibly the worst graphics you've ever seen. <laughs> And the fighters are appropriately named one team. It's called the Ricky Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> it is two shirtless blobs that dance like this. The second team is called the Strong Bads. 
<laughs> they are the exact same model as the Ricky Fighters, except they're wearing masks. And they dance like this. <laughs> this trog looks exactly like one of the strong bands. So what I wrote is that he looks like the bouncer that gets kicked out of Roadhouse wearing a stretched out gimp mask. Oh, it is bad. He's not wearing like a full mask. He's got like a mask with an X over it so you can see his beard and his mouth. But the, the, the problem is that they didn't know how masks work <laughs> because they had it so that like the one side was way further over than the other so his mustache was kind of going out over the side of the one and then you could see his face on the other side. Ridiculous. No one paid attention in this show. Matt, I have to ask you, on the back of Trog, for some reason, there is an LED display. <laughs> this LED display shows how much Trog, Trog weighs. weighs. For some reason, I guess they're really big into like weight shaming people in hell. I don't know. What affects Trog's weight? <laughs> His weight is inversely proportional to the sinfulness of his opponent. So um, if, his, if his opponent is a, a jerk, then he weighs like a lot. And if he's like a real goody two-shoes, then he weighs apparently 98 pounds. I'm not kidding, he weighs 98 pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, they say that so fast I missed it the they first just, time. They just I glance over it. it. You're just you just keep seeing shots of an LED on someone's back, and I'm like, what is this about? Yeah. I I had to go and like get another beer to make it through this episode. What the fuck is that thing on that guy's back? So if Basher Malone sins, and we've established that he is the face, he is the good guy, he's the guy that shouldn't sin. If he sins. He gets heavier, which makes it easier for Trog to win? Well, because he can't do the Bashergram, which is when he picks a guy up in the air and then lands him on his knee, which to me sounds like a snapped femur, but, you know, I'm not a wrestler, so... For wrestling fans, the move that is Basher Malone's finisher is an atomic drop. Now, an atomic drop is where you have a person in front of you, so you are back to stomach. So it would be as if Matt's back were to my stomach, and I lift him up, and then I drop him on my knee, where his, in between his legs, his, he lands his right on my knee and in the tailbone, and he's like, ah, oh, you got me. I'm murdered. Apparently, it worked good enough for Lockjaw, though. He was unconscious. Well, yeah. I mean, he sold it. Let me just say that. <laughs> He was a professional, a consummate professional. So the fight's about to start. And from the side of the ring, we see the, Ursula. Lo the lovely Ursula putting her hand out to Basher Malone. And Basher Malone, he's a good guy. He's a gentleman. He's going to go over there, and he's going to shake that hand. And then she puts it on her titty. She puts it on her <laughs> sweet titty. <laughs> to which Basher Malone is like, huh? And that's when he gets cold cocked from behind by Trog and then just gets treated like a jobber for the next like minute and a half. A jobber is a wrestler without a name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a, a true fact that we forgot to mention is this fight has no refs. This no fight refs, no rules, has no rules. No holds 
bard, which means illegal moves are totally okay. So Ursula's Rake in the face, poke in the eyes, punch in the nuts, all <laughs> totally above board. I like that that is the name of my solo album. <laughs> Rake in the eyes, poke in the face, punch in the nuts. The Matt Noss story. Oh, boy. It keeps going. And, in fact, it goes so poorly for Basher Malone. It's two out of three falls for this whole contest, which, again, is kind of ridiculous, but we need a chance to get redemption. He loses the first match. Impossible. Basher Malone is the best wrestler that's ever been. What's going on? His mom is on the sidelines, and she's like, Basher, how about some brownies? Go away, Mom. I am busy. Now, this upset me to no end. Because everything I know about Basher Malone is that he likes America. <laughs> he loves freedom and moms. And Jesus, And probably. Jesus and respecting rules. And if his mom... From the side of the ring His goes, manager, by the way. Goes, hey, Basher Malone. My son. My son of whom I gave birth to. <laughs> it's milk and brownies time. <laughs> Good old milk and brownies. The exact thing you want whilst wrestling. <laughs> His answer should be, okay, mom. Not Whatever you say, mom. Because she's gotten him to this point. And instead he's like, he's blowing his mom off. This is not Basher Malone. No. This is evil overtaking Basher Malone. And I will not stand for it. (laughs) Are you running for office? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I run on a platform where Basher Malone is a good guy. He's a face. No? All right. All right. <laughs> so uh, what did you think that Trog sounded like when he was wrestling? Because personally, I thought he sounded like the tomatoes from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, where during the whole thing, he's just like... <laughs> well, I wanted to play some of this music that is playing during their oh, fight. Oh, genuine USA good guy? Then him back where he came from. <laughs> The harder you strain, the heavier he gets. My basher's a good boy. The Greeks call it hubris, the sin of excessive pride. If you don't know what that bass line is, don't worry, because you're going to hear it the rest Rest of the the episode. Well, I mean, to be fair, the um, the music director's son has had, like, three bass lessons. <laughs> Basher loses the first fight. One to zero. Oh, man. Basher. Oh, no, actually, that's the end of the act break. And with that, we end this act and bring you these words. Goodbye, second act. From our sponsor. It's the freak phone. And here's the party freak. Friday freaker. Dancing new sensation. Grabbing the nation. Doing the freak. Call now. 1-900-490-FREAK. Join the party. The fast and easy way. God, I wish they could see Freddy Freaker. Call now. 1-900-490-FREAK. What's happening? What's jamming? Party till you drop. Dialing here the action. What's hot and what's not? Call now. 
in the series. Oh, I know. Well, I mean the last episode that aired. We still have two more that this, did not air. This blows my mind how much cocaine there was easily available <laughs> to anybody in L.A. in the 80s. <laughs> because there is no reason for... This is like episode three in a, in a season. Not the penultimate not, not episode. The, no, no, not the, the final. The penultimate's the one before the end. Oh, which was also equally terrible. Well... Was it as bad as this one, though? No. Like, I don't have my notes, so I can't check, but, well, like... Well, no, this episode is better than that episode, for sure. Which one was the... The uh, Little Ricky episode. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, that was terrible. We'll cut oh, that man. part for you. All right. <laughs> now, we've got Basher Malone. He's down one to nothing. You think about this point, he should listen to his mama. His mama's like, hey, Basher... Brownies. Also, I have some ideas on how you can beat him. I'm men are working, Mom. I'm busy. So he's getting tossed around like a rag doll, like a jobber. Yeah, because he thinks he can beat Trog. He says, "Like I'm the best. No one can beat me in the ring." Pride, pride. And you, you see the back yeah. of Trog's suit and an LED counter keep and ticking he's like nine hundred pounds now. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. This is the second fight. Basher Malone gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> well, so wait, hold on. We should, we should have pointed out in the second act that when Trog comes out, Ursula hits him with a laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> she hits him with a laser gun. This, this made no sense. This made no sense at all because Ursula keeps scanning him with, with, a, laser with a laser gun. He's, he's sitting there, arms out, grunting, while she hits him with a laser beam. And, uh, and Tippy goes, he's from warmer climates. He's from hell, everybody. Your guess is so. as good as mine, everybody. <laughs> so she starts hitting him, I think, during the match, where he just walks over to her, and he's like, all right, I'm cold, get me. And she starts like going up by his feet, and the mom walks over and crams it full of brownies. And so Ursula is like hitting the side, trying to get the brownies out. And the mom Meanwhile, Basher Malone is on the mat, knocked out. So they go to the back of Trog's outfit, and you see that instead of getting it heavier, going down. he's getting lighter because you can't sin when you're, you're knocked out. <laughs> so the mom dunks a uh, a pitcher of ice cold lemonade on Trog, and now uh, I guess apparently also cold things make you ninety eight pounds because now Trog is ninety eight pounds. Basher wakes up. He he puts the whammy on Trog. Now it is one one. Bite your nails, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the final round. Oh man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Basher Malone, once again, the opportunity to listen to his mom that just saved his life. No, I got this, mom. I'm the best there is. So the, the mom goes over to talk to Tippy, and he blows cigar smoke in her in face. In her face. And so Real she, cigar smoke. 
So Mel, she, the cook on Alice, had a cigar in his mouth the whole episode and blows sn- smoke in a female actress's face, and we're supposed to go, all right. Yeah. So she Febreze's the fuck out of him. She just takes it and goes, Psh. and uh, this is no exaggeration. She is this far from his face. Where does she get this can of spray from? Oh, God. I was not paying attention to that. So, my man, Mel Cook on Alice, a.k.a. Tippy <laughs> Ryan. A.k.a. Vic Tabak. A.k.a. Vic Tabak. Smokes a cigarette, blows smoke in the mom's face. The mom is flustered, but she's a mom, so she's got assorted goodies everywhere. Pulls out a can of uh, fre- air freshener that says, like, Laurel Fresh. Laurel Fresh. I thought that was funny because the production company is Laurel. There it is. Sprays sprays that right in his face. He's like, I can't deal with good smells. Walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Now Ursula's like, let me get into a fight with the mom. And the mom's like, you know what? I'm not having any of this either. She grabs a pitcher of milk. A pitcher of lukewarm milk. Lukewarm tepid milk that she was sitting out this whole time been sitting out this whole time waiting for her son just to take a little sipper of (laughs) she pours it over ursula's head well she she throws it at her in my my mind it was slow motion (laughs) she was just it was like a white snake yeah it was like here i go again on my own milk milk lemonade Embraces her body, and she is from hell. And there's nothing well, worse. Hold on. I, I want to point out that she melts into lightning, which was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. They pour the milk on her, and then there's just lightning all over the place, and then she's a wet shirt on the ground. <laughs> she wicked wicks witches of the west. She's straight up like melts, 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 melts. She's no longer in there. Now, all of a sudden, Trog's in the ring like, huh? You killed my girlfriend, you <laughs> bastards. But now, Basher Malone, he's like, huh? My mom stood up for me when no one else would? And now I've got this guy whose girlfriend I just killed? Mom, I need you. Mom, help me. It's a, it's a very Christopher Walken moment. <laughs> Mom, help me. I put googly eyes on my plants. I put googly eyes on my restless Mom, help me. All right. You'll never guess what happens. Bachelor Malone wins. wins. Oh, what a mind blower. Yeah, he wins because uh, Tippy tries to cheat and Trog ends up jumping and... Uh, Basher gets out of the way, and they end up going into the empty Pepsi fridge. It closes. Bam. Mom and Basher go out for steaks. The end credits. George Romero, Richard Rubenstein, and whoever At that point was. in the episode where it actually ends, I wrote WTF, <laughs> and then I wrote the French word for end, which is Finn. Finn. <laughs> That's the episode, everybody! Do you, do you have an alternate title for this episode? I don't have an alternate title. What is yours? I just wrote Bash Gordon. <laughs> For you. Yeah, thank you. I, no, that's, that's good. 
Ladies and gentlemen, does anybody in the audience tonight want to win a prize and tell us what their dark side guess is? Please come on up to the mic. I, uh, so when I heard you guys say the episode name, I thought you said Bash and uh, Malone. Bash. So two ba people. Bash. Oh, man, is this a detective yeah. story? I can't yeah. wait. Well, Buddy cop? I, Buddy thought. Cop. I, was, I, I thought two detectives, Bash and Malone, <laughs> comma, last names. Uh, detectives try to solve a m murder that happened on a TV studio lot, slowly discovering that the person is disappearing from history. Also, Malone is a dog. Oh! <laughs> So that you was, you that had me with the other stuff, but once you made Malone a dog, oh, yeah. I am fully on board. Yeah, I, 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 that's, I just feel I felt. I felt Malone was a it's dog. It's like Turner and Hooch. Yeah. But with Back Malone. to the Future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And Thank your you. name is? JR. JR. All right. Give it up for JR. <laughs> Does anybody, anybody else, else anybody have else. a guess, or will JR go uncontested? Uh, so when I heard Bash Malone as the episode title, I thought, I went in a slightly different direction. I thought it was about boxing. And I thought it was about some scrawny nerd who's not confident in himself gets a pair of boxing gloves to train with, and they're magical. And then he can get stronger and stronger. And then he's warping into something he's not a big, strong boxing jock. And he kills someone. <laughs> And then the detectives are going after <laughs> And then there's a twist, which is probably something to the effect of that he killed himself with the boxing gloves somehow. Because <laughs> there's a twist. Ah, I love it. What's your name? Andy. Andy, Andy. give it up for Andy. That sounds kind of like an amazing story. It, it very much is an amazing story. Do we have anybody else who has a guess for... The dark side guess. It's fine if you don't. Andy and JR, congratulations. You were both one. You were both one. A $10 gift certificate to Amazon! Thank you so much for being part of that. We are going to do the final parts of this episode. Matt, let's go to the writer's room. Is there anything that you would do to fix this episode? I, I think that the the premise of the episode is okay. It was, and I think that Vic Tabeck did what he could. I mean, he was Vic Tabeck in the entire episode. That dude was there to cash a paycheck. Yeah. Um, but I think that he did okay with the material, and I would make it a lot less like goofy. Because uh, we, yeah, there was like when they hit the ring, like the, when they hit the turnbuckles, there was like a boing, boing sound. Yeah, it was kind of corny. Yeah, uh, I mean there was in like when it would cut to the mom or it would cut to Vic Tabeck, and the mom would be like, "Bash is a good boy," and then it would cut, <laughs> <laughs> it would cut to um to Tippy, and he would just go like, "Ar," like you don't you don't need to have those things in there. We've already established the mom was the pillar that led Bash to being a good person. We've already established that uh, Tippy is a douche, so we don't really need to continue with that too much. This is the second act. We should have already learned these people are faces and heels. 
right? Yeah. So I would I would really cut the goofiness out, and I would just continue with the match. I um I think also I would remove the stupid weight thing because that's just fucking stupid. Right. No, I would just make them super strong, like done. Yeah. 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 Um, and because they're already, if you didn't get they were fighting demons and that good would triumph over evil, you know, you could have him be prideful and you could have the mom take care of that in a line and like, did you lose respect for your mom type line in there? Well, I mean, she did say that the, um, what was it? Pride becomes before the fall. Right. Like, but you could have that type of stuff in there and you would get like, oh, he's not doing what he should do, which is saying his prayers, taking his, his vitamins, vitamins and listening to his mom and dad. Brushing his teeth after every meal. Right. <laughs> that classic <laughs> one. Another thing that I thought of when I watched this episode is that it wanted to be the movie Digstown really bad. <laughs> uh, Digstown. With, with Louis Gossett Jr. and James Woods. Yeah. Lu- yeah. Um, if you've never seen that movie, it's, it's a really good first watch. But after you've seen it, the ending, once it gets spoiled, the movie's not good anymore. So I won't spoil it. Uh, but um, I mean, the movie's like almost 30 years old, but go nuts. <laughs> Everybody in this audience right now is like, oh, Dicktown, Dickstown. Let me just write that down. <laughs> I'm just going to watch that Hidden tonight. gem. It's a hidden gem. Um, a two but, and a half star hidden gem, yeah. Fine. <laughs> what happens in Dickstown is that Louis Gossett Jr. is a retired boxer, and he's up against the evil guy in town, and if he beats all of the evil guy in town's boxers, he gets this crazy land deal or something like that. So he... Well, James Woods, his manager. And James Wood is his manager. And James Wood is like, oh, okay, we'll accept your deal. And then he beats all of these guys. But right in the middle of it, like the fifth guy was the bad guy's son. So the bad guy's son gets in the ring and then gets out of the ring and forfeits. So they count that as a loss. But no, 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 he never fought you. Here's the real guy, the 10th guy, and he's going to fight you. And they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then James Woods, citing in a moment earlier in the movie, says to the boxer, hey, thumbs down. And uh, all Louis Gossett Jr. has to do is, like, throw one punch, and he lands on the ground for a 10 count. So they got it. They really stuck it to the bad guy. Okay, I I did that for my own sake. I I understand. It is an old movie, but it's a good one, and I ruined it. I liked it. it. (laughs) I ruined it. Um, Matt, on a scale of one to ten... Empty Pepsi fridges? Empty Pepsi fridges. What would you give this episode? Uh, Would give it a five and a half. Five and a half. I would give it a five. I agree with that. And with that, we've reached the end of the episode. If you would love to connect with uh, Transmissions from the Dark Side, we are T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter, TFPD. TFTDS.com is our website, which is difficult, but it is the truth. And um, side at gmail.com is our email. If you like this show at all, please tell someone that you know and love about it. Review uh, it on iTunes. Review it on iTunes. Do all the good things. But more importantly, Matt, am I forgetting anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight, everybody. Thanks for watching. Good night.
Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.